0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Manic Movie Misfits Podcast. I am your co-host, John Phillips.
1: I'm the other guy, Trevor.
0: That is Trevor. I am I have not been caught up on TJ's new introduction, not saying his last name. Yeah. Been I've been pushing past it like a true trooper. Gosh, TJ.
1: Trooper. <laughs> you have to
0: push past it. Almost. Wait, what What the hell? There we go. Hmm. Uh, For those of you that can't see on the audio version of this podcast, I am holding up the greatness that is Street Fighter Fighter. because TJ just had a quote from it, so we'll just set that to the side again. But anyway, on today's episode, we have a few things going on. We are going to talk about, in a mostly spoiler-free fashion... We'll see if if we get into, end up getting the spoilers. I will put up a spoiler banner or something. But mostly in a spoiler free discussion, we're going to be talking about Bullet Train, yeah, starring Brad Pitt, Brian Tyree Henry, Aaron Aaron Taylor Johnson, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Joey King,
1: showy King, uh, the one girl from Atlanta in Deadpool Two. I can't remember her name. What is her, Zazie Beetz or something? Something like that. I don't remember. I know who she is, and I remember. I know she pops up in things, but I do not remember her name.
0: Yes, all those people, and then after that, we are going to ask each other a few questions to end the podcast about whatever we feel like. Oh boy, I'm going to try and get very personal and make even maybe, maybe, maybe even make TJ cry. So we'll see if that happens or not. But okay, that's I can't something it. <laughs> that's something to stay to look forward to. So without further ado, TJ. Yeah. Let's talk about Bullet Train, because that mm-hmm. came out this last weekend. We're filming this the Tuesday after its opening weekend. Yeah, so we watched it two days ago. Watched it two days ago, Sunday night, with our friend Emerson, who really, really loved it. Mm-hmm. I will say I was not on the same level as he was, but I still enjoyed plenty of, plenty of many parts of that film. Yeah. And, yeah, so let's get into it. Well, I guess I'll start, which is... My thing with this film is I'm having a hard time grading it on Letterbox. I'll just start with this because there are a lot of – there's a lot of stuff that I really like about it. I like the concept. I like the creativity and that always kind of – whenever I like that kind of stuff from films – it always twists me in how I rate things because especially when those things don't come to fruition, like what happens in bullet train. I think, I think after a few days and maybe this, maybe this discussion will, will help me figure this out. I'm on the fence between it being a, a good movie and sort of a, it's a fine movie. Like it's an okay movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I feel that because again, the concept, all that's great, but there, there was a few things that fell short to me. The writing at times Mm felt, fell fell short to me. The, um, especially the, 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 the tones, like the comedy and like the comedy, the comedic tones and the more serious tones didn't quite were, were, were kind of intertwined in a very in, in a in a way where you as an audience member weren't quite sure how you should be feeling. For example, there is a more serious sort of speech where the what's the what's the uh, Japanese actor's name?
1: Oh, the guy who's Scorpion. Yeah, I don't remember. I just know he, I always say the guy who's Scorpion.
0: Yeah, so he has a serious speech at the end of the film, and while he's having this serious speech, you have Brad Pitt trying to be funny, and for me that does not work. It's like you were trying to have this emotional connection with this character who has this emotional backstory, and then you have Brad Pitt making jokes that I didn't even really find totally funny at that moment either. And so I think for me, I had that issue: is that at times the comedy and some of the sometimes the more serious tones were not quite were not we're not able to intertwine. And usually those those are hard to intertwine anyway. You're dealing yeah. with very two different things. TJ. What are your thoughts on my on my complaint there? Uh, i'm I'm real quick. I'm gonna kind of just say, yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna give my general
1: opinion of the movie first. Uh, I, I as a just as a viewing experience, I really enjoyed this movie. i I think like just as going in just just watching it and having fun, I had a blast. I think this is just I, it's kind of the same thing with Dr. Strange or at least the second one. as a movie, yeah, it has its moments where it's stupid. As a as a viewing experience, god damn, I loved it. Um, yes, I, I can nitpick flaws and all that. But I think when I sit back and I'm like, did I have fun with this movie? You know I did. And I I walked out thoroughly pleased in that department. That being said, <laughs> uh as a movie, this does have its flaws. Um Yes, there are some moments where the writing is a little all over the place in terms of like tone, like you said, where it's or I mean, like even like the first five minutes of the movie, it goes from uh, Brad Pitt recreating or goes from a serious moment like where this guy is like, I have to get vengeance and that to Brad Pitt recreating the opening of Saturday Night Fever with the Japanese version of uh, Staying Alive. Sometimes, I mean, whatever, but I think that's also kind of like my gripe was like the first fourth, of this movie is okay. It sets up when it needs to set up and it's fine. None of the jokes really in that section work. Uh, it kind of just happens. I think once you get into that second fourth ish uh, where like things really start happening, the action picks up like it actually gets pretty funny. Like it, I don't know. I felt like they just were like, we have to start it somehow. How do we start it? I don't know. (laughs) Sure. Um, And I think that was probably my biggest complaint with it was, or one of them at least, whereas like the
0: first bit of it was just like, it's happening. Sure. Yeah. I agree with that. And I want to clarify that I have nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with the the serious tones i loved the serious like in if you're looking at the serious moments in the film just individually they're fantastic i think and i think that backstory too as you you were talking about tj about the serious backstory Mm -hmm. that is wonderfully done i Mm -hmm. i loved that whole bit how they how they intertwine that with what's going on in the train with brad pitt yeah how these kind of characters come together and resolve that at the end yeah i loved that yeah there's some great
1: moments of like how everything kind of all fits together in its own little cool little like puzzly way and it's that part's super cool that's one thing i loved like between that and like even just like how characters move around on the train and just like yeah person a meets person b and then person c
0: randomly enters the fray and it's just like it's so cool it is really cool they did a nice job with that but again, it is just the comp the trying to combine those I think was a bad it was a bad choice yes because y- on one hand you could have this super badass um what are you, what are the, what are they a mob what are they a, a gang I can't remember
1: oh the the white death gang yeah, that's like Thing, a gang yeah.
0: or whatever a uh, uh, crime underworld crime syndicate. syndicate whatever yeah you could had a really cool movie about that tj shit tj's headphones almost went flying into into the unknown yeah you could have had a really cool movie about this underworld syndicate and maybe brad pitt coming in in a very serious manner Mm -hmm. which was the original intention of this film actually is what they were originally going to do with the script and i can't remember who was the original director i don't remember i just know david leith did it yeah there was gonna be a different director i'll look for you thank you and they were gonna do a super serious oh Anton Fuqua, I think, was going to was at one point going to direct it. I think he I, just, I saw he produced it. Yes, but. and originally when he picked up the script, it was going to be a much more serious to, uh, toned film, and and kind of really go in with that that under that underworld syndicate samurai stuff, which they did do some of that. And like I said, that that whole that all that stuff is brilliant, and creates some great action and great backstory. But it it is the the combination of the comedy that I think was just. Not the greatest because I think it should have been either you go comedy or you go – get you include – you go all serious on us. Very few times can you manage to mix those two together, especially with the topic from the serious side of things that was going on in this story that have that has it actually working on a consistent basis.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, it was uh, – Anton Fuqua was going to direct it which he ended uh at, up end up producing. Um and he wanted to do a violent R-rated action thriller in the vein yeah. of Die Hard, but it turned into a like a comedy movie. Yeah. And it looks like Lady Gaga was supposed to be in the movie. Uh she was supposed to be Sandra Bullock. Uh, like on the phone.
0: Okay, well she doesn't yeah. really do much anyway. Well
1: so. yeah, I was just saying like that's the it looks like that's the only person that they had to re- like recast, but yeah. it's, it is interesting that Lady Gaga could have been in the movie.
0: It isn't. That is very true. It, it, it is interesting. Your comments about the opening. Like I said, I agree with, and it also made it. So it was kind of hard to, to latch on to, to the film because mm-hmm. you get introduced to, like you said, the series stuff and then it's Brad Pitt. So you're kind of disoriented a little, Mm-hmm. And then, what really disoriented me, and this was this was my other one of my other gripes. Don't worry, we'll I'll get to the fun stuff. I trust me, guys. I really like this film. Currently, I have it three out of five stars on Letterboxd. Like I don't get me wrong, I I thought this was basically a good movie, but is the way they, yes, they manage characters well. But then when they, the the way they cut to certain parts in the train, especially there's this one moment with Brad Pitt, where mm-hmm. they go away from him for, I don't know, 20 minutes or something. Something like that. With no clear transition or no clear indication that they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And it makes it, at least to me, almost a little awkward and and sort of weird because you feel like there should be something with Brad Pitt that should come back up, with, with this, where we leave him, mm-hmm. that should come back up in five minutes, but it doesn't. Yeah, And you're just kind of sitting there like, you're, you're not taking in these other scenes because as a viewer and as the progression of the film's going, you're like, wait, Brad Pitt was just here. And yeah, he, he's the main character. He's the main character. Great. They set him up as the main character. No, if they didn't set him up as the main character, I, you, yeah, it would it have made more that. sense. Yeah. but And, and the way they, they set up the scene, too, that they end him on seems significant as well mm-hmm. because of who he, he encounters. But... Yeah, I, that, that that was, I think, my other big issue, was just sometimes how they were edited, edited and paced, the, not paced, but more so edited and, and came back to characters in the movie. Yeah. But I will say there is a lot of things that I did really like about this film. As I mentioned, the backstory I thought was meaningful and was resolved nicely. Brad Pitt is funny quite a, quite a bit in this film. Oh, yeah, he shows his comedy chops. Shows his comedy chops. So funny. Brian Tyree Henry, and who's the other actor's name? Oh, Aaron Terrell Johnson. Might be my favorite part in the film. Those two might be my favorite part in the film, besides the whole samurai underground crime stuff. Yeah, they're great. They're hilarious. And the whole Thomas the Tank (laughs) stickers. Thomas
1: the Tank engine is... Such a great bit that I'm so glad they added because it's it's so dumb it works.
0: It well, it's but it's so dumb, but also it's so meaningful
1: at yeah, the end. It be- it adds so much to it. Like it's goofy for like at the beginning, and then like it helps drive the plot while also be like coming back in the end and being like like you said meaningful. It's awesome. I love it.
0: Yeah, it it's all I'll say is it adds a more serious layer and more threatening layer to like a the the last few scenes that uh, cl- that uh, wrap up sort of their arc in the film. Yeah. But, yeah. It just... They... Oh, also costume design, too, because we're talking about them as well. They had some great costumes, and so did everyone else. Yeah, I thought that was really
1: nice. Yeah, the, the, this movie looked great, I'd say. Cinematography was amazing. Uh, just, like, the, the sets, the, like, the way they, like, made everything look color-wise. Um. Like, it, it, it just felt like a very finished, like, we, we built these sets to just be cool. And it feels that way, and it's awesome.
0: Yeah, they really went hard in that department. I, I loved the individuality of each cart. Yeah. And the different colors that provided. You had the one, the one sort of, it, that one cart based on that animated cartoon or whatever oh, yeah. that was pink, purple, white... Yeah. And then you had some of the some of like darker more neutral colors for that one cart with B- Brian Tyree Henry, mm-hmm. that group. It was kind of like a darker blue seats and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you had the bar cart brown, br- brown and, and green and yeah. yeah. They did a nice job with that. And and th- that that was really that was what I was really hyped about was the look of it. The look of it because yeah. you saw from the trailer. I was really I was really excited to see all the different carts and
1: yeah in the the, and everything yeah in
0: the bullet train and how they they used those for certain scenes or whatever mm-hmm. and that was really enjoyable what did you think tj of i guess we should probably talk about brad pitt a little bit more we kind of just talked about it for a couple sentences yeah what did you think of brad pitt's performance as a whole because he this is a very unfamiliar territory for him because we yeah. were talking about it before thinking, has he done a movie like this? comedy-based. Not not really. Not really. At least not to this
1: caliber. Right. Um, Yeah, I I think he's, I thought he was great. I think uh, he is consistently super funny, and he knows how to bounce off of everyone super well. Um, I do think kind of, I think this is just kind of like the tone issue thing, but there are parts where like his comedy does not fit. Yeah but that being said when he delivers try when he does deliver that comedy it's still it still has like it keeps up the energy and it's not bad it just doesn't fit
0: yeah it it just doesn't fit I, that is that is a good way to that is a good way to to describe that yeah he definitely does hit and it was refreshing to see him in this and it was yeah. interesting to see him loosen up too because we kind of talked about this, and there's a lot of people. Th- th- I'm not alone thinking this. It seems like after his Oscar win, mm. he's kind of he, he kind of has that that motivation and that realization of. I'm, about, I'm just vibing. I'm just vibing, and yeah. now I'm going to do what I want. I can loosen up because I won my Oscar. I'm not saying that's what he's actually thinking, but it definitely it feels vibes like it. that way. I,
1: I feel like even like even even before like he won an Oscar, I feel like just like his character in once upon a time in Hollywood is just chill. It's it's yeah. He goes harder, but like it's still to like to the same caliber of like, he's kind of just vibing. And that's like, what's kind of enjoyable about him is he's just, he's, he's really chill. He's, I mean, the last bit of his, it, the last bit of the movie is him just stoned out of his mind he just acts like a stoned person. It's fantastic. Um, but, like, I, I feel like, yeah, in the last few years, he's really mellowed out, which is really cool. Like, I think he shows up in The Lost City, stuff like that. And, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, he's just kind of taken, like, a turn of, like, I'm going to just do things. I
0: don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to have fun. Yeah. And maybe maybe that is more of a product of the fact that, as he said in, to the press, that he is wrapping of his career. Yeah. But... Or it's a combination of the Oscar one. I he don't knows. know, but yeah. that's that's what I've been kind of thinking. He's vibing. He he is vibing, and I hope we get a few more of these. I would be down for another. Oh, like one or two more of these Brad Pitt performances where it's just him chilling and just goofing off, goofing off, and not going full acting Brad Pitt on us, and just really like yeah, just chilling and having a fun time. And I think, and I, and I think it is, that is what he was doing considering what we just talked about and the fact that he was teaming up with David Leach, who was a stunt man for the longest time and yeah. uh, has just, has been a rising director and has kind of, and has directed, he, he, didn't he direct Deadpool 2?
1: He, uh, he's done Deadpool 2, Atomic Blonde, Hobbs and Shaw, Bullet Train. And then he, he co-directed uh, the first John Wick actually, but he's not credited with it. Yeah uh
0: which i don't know how how does that do you know how that works now i don't know
1: uh i just know he that's like where he got started like directing stuff i don't know why they didn't credit him i don't know yeah i don't know how that stuff works but yeah um yeah you can see you can see little traces of everything he's uh david's done through like in this like it it all feels like it's coming together in its own little way Mm -hmm. which
0: is cool would you say, TJ, because you've seen all those films that he's that I've you seen listed. I've seen all five, yeah. Do you think this is the best movie? No. Okay, no, what do you think no. of it? Oh, Deadpool 2 or what?
1: Um, if we're counting John Wick, I'd say John Wick.
0: Oh, John- oh, okay, that's fair, yeah. Yes,
1: but solely just like stuff he has his name on. I'd, I'd probably say uh, Deadpool 2. I think I personally, honestly, I probably enjoyed bullet train a little more uh but i think um yeah i'd say for me it's deadpool 2 bullet train and atomic blonde are kind of a toss-up atomic Bond has some really cool action mm. it, it takes itself se- pretty seriously and sometimes that's like a really good thing but the last bit of that movie is really weird okay because it okay here's my atomic blonde rant okay it's it'll be like a minute this movie's really weird because it, it wants you to make you feel like the the twist at the end is super revolutionary but they show it throughout the movie mm. they're like oh th- this person's bad yeah we've seen him do bad things through the movie and so it was like it didn't make sense that like it was like this big twist and it was just like so but i do think on the other hand, there are some amazing moments in it. Like there's um there's like a one shot action scene where like they fight through uh, an apartment building. One of the best one shots I've ever seen. It's wow. truly phenomenal. And the action and Charlie's Theron, great and it looks just it nails the eighties look. But there it's so it's it's kind of like the bullet train thing where it's writing occasionally takes a hit and I think I think it might be worse than Atomic Bond, in my opinion. Uh, Bullet Train. uh, I think I think I like Bullet Train a little more, honestly. And then, last but not least, is Hobson Shaw, which I think is which I think is a safe last, in my opinion.
0: Oh, it's a safe last, enjoyable, but a safe last for sure. Yeah, I think it is okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's anything more. We're gonna wrap up our conversation here on on Bullet Train, and I guess my final thoughts are. Glad I saw it in the theater. Glad oh, yeah. I saw it with you and Emerson because I loved Emerson's yeah, enthusiasm yeah, okay. for it. It's I, so... Yeah. I This is a movie I'm definitely glad I saw in the theater. Yes. I wasn't as high on it as him, but like I said, I pretty much agree that it is... I, I classify this as a good movie, I think, more or less. I think <laughs> for the next two years or however many years, I'll always be teetering with this film just because I think there's so many things that I just like but then in totality according to at least my my criteria set for myself it's technically i don't think what you call is a, a good film but then there's other things that kind of muddy that yeah so it's for me it's a i'm I'm conflicted still but i'm glad i went there's a lot of things i really liked i am addicted to color palettes as a lot of people know and it definitely craved my hunger for that, mm-hmm. so that was nice. Brad Pitt delivered, although sometimes was annoying. Like I said, for the my that that under that underworld that underworld crime organization backstory, I kind of got annoyed by him when he would in, when he was interjecting in that very emotional moment that really aided that that part of the plot. Mm-hmm. I will also say that this movie was smart in many regards as to how it handled deaths or how it situated characters to aid the story at the end, whether it was a a reveal or a surprise that this, that this character did this or survived this or whatever. When you, when you initially thought, oh wait, that person is not with us, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed all that and go Brad Pitt. Yeah, let's let him vibe. Let's let him vibe more. Oh my God, David Leach has five movies he's like lined up: what? Atomic
1: Blonde, two, uh, one called The Fall Guy with uh, Ryan Gosling, okay, one called Bang with Idris Elba, one ca- one just called Kung Fu, and then a this is one I don't you're not gonna like. Oh no, a remake of Enter the Dragon. Yeah. But um, yeah. You, you, it's safe to say he's in high demand. Interesting,
0: huh? Well, that's an interesting note to end and to go into break. Going to our first break. Yeah. Well, but I mean, at the same time,
1: he does. He 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 doesn't like a movie every two years. I'd say. Yeah. I'd uh, say 18, 18. Yeah, about every two years. Hmm. Nineteen.
0: Yeah, okay, well, we're not going to have that conversation now, but hopefully me asking you questions and you asking me questions will make me feel better after finding that out. All right, guys, we are back from break. TJ's head is spinning. Yes. And we're going to ask each other a few questions to end hopefully. this episode. Now, TJ, mm-hmm. my I'll, I'll start. Okay. My first question to you is... This is a super basic one. Okay. What is your... We talked about Bullet Train. Mm-hmm. So, TJ, what is your favorite action movie? Action movie? Oh, God. Um, Probably Mad Max
1: Fury Road. Okay. Why? Uh, because it looks amazing. And I, I think it's nonstop action that it, it's actually done well. Um, I, Like I said, it looks truly amazing when it comes down to cars and costumes and... Just the way they, all the cinematography and, uh, like sets and all that. Um, and it just looks 10 out of 10 Mm. and, um, I like that the movie starts out with most movies final battle and then it just keeps going at relentless pace for two hours. It's an adrenaline rush. I like, okay. Are you excited for the, is it a prequel that's coming up? Furiosa? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm excited for that. Then they have uh, the other Mad Max movie coming.
0: They have two.
1: Yeah, they have uh, Furiosa, which is the one about uh, Charlie Staran's character in um, Fury Road. And that one has uh, Chris Hemsworth, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. I think the guy who's Doctor Manhattan in the uh, Watchmen series. Mm. I think it's him. Don't quote me on that, though. And then they have another Tom Hardy one coming. I think it's just called The Wasteland at the moment.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I am completely. I have no knowledge of those films. I haven't seen any of them, so I have oh, to. Yeah. I have to do that. I'm yeah. going to first watch the Mel Gibson ones. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, we have to watch Fieryo at Emerson's. Okay, it, it it's awesome. Wait, is it rated R? It is, but that <laughs> it's not. it uh, in, in retrospect. It is honestly not that bad. It, it's. It is a PG thirteen movie, but there are like a few moments where it dips into R, and it's like ooh, But it's honestly not that bad. Okay. Like I, I watched it and I was like, I could see why this is R, but in grand scheme of things, it, it's practically a PG thirteen movie.
0: Okay, that'll be interesting. Knowing Emerson's family, we'll cut this out. But anyway, yeah. Uh, yes, good, good pick. I've heard it's great. It's fantastic. I've heard people got outraged that it that Spotlight won for best picture over it, but. I'll have to see for myself. All right. TJ. Yes. Ask me a question. Um. Uh... I, I know what you should ask me. John, why do you need help? That That is a question that I can't even answer, but I could go on for ages about if I wanted to. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Um... Or you could ask me, John... What, 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 what's the worst, uh, season of Star Wars, the Clone Wars?
0: Gosh, that is, I have to go for my, go to my computer for that. (laughs) I think, here's what I'll say. I think season one is not as bad as people say it is. Season one's honestly pretty decent.
1: But I think
0: a lot of people give it hate, especially after the later seasons came out. or were are available because those are great seasons but Mm -hmm. season one of clone wars actually has a top five episode for me which is the one where uh, has it what's the guy's name ploku i think goes to or not ploku who's the guy with the the green guy yes kit fisto Right, Kit Fisto and his apprentice go to Grievous' lair. Oh, yeah, that episode hits. That's a great episode. That is that, a top five episode for me, and that's that is season one, one. That
1: is one everyone likes regardless of oh, yeah? what, what season, if you like season one, that is a well-loved episode. Okay. Um, I remember, that, I think there was an ep- or a level in the, uh, like, a Star Wars, Clone Wars game. Oh, yeah? And I adored that level. I played it 50 billion
0: times probably. Uh, But, yeah, that, that one's great. I'm going to see what it has on IMDb, but uh, as I look at which season is the worst, I don't know, I think, I, I will also say that there was, hmm, there wasn't, I, it might be, it might be, hmm, two or three maybe, like, because I remember all the later seasons were just flat out good. Yeah, I think three is the season where everyone says the show gets good.
1: Hmm. Um. Because that's the one with the first Night Sisters arc and stuff like that that people really like. Do you think there's a a bad episode of the or a bad season of the Clone Wars? Overall, probably not. Uh, I'd say for me, uh, I think there is a difference in between, uh. One through five and six and seven, like there's a, I think there's a true difference between those seasons. Because one through five, it feels it has that it has that familiar feel every season. It's three episode arcs. Um, it's 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 fun. It's all over the place. It that's that's its appeal. Mm-hmm. You get into season six and seven, and it's a lot more like it almost feels kind of like a movie. Where it's like, hey, we have these arcs, but they truly ba- like bounce off of each other. Like this leads into this and this. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there's one where it's like they they start talking about Sifo Diaz, and then it like like launches into like some completely random arc because they just can, <laughs> and it feels really weird. They also replaced like half the voice actors for that season. Like, I think Tim Curry is. Palpatine that season really yeah it's really bizarre like they recast like a bunch of people huh that being said yeah I think for me it might be like it might be season six I actually know I don't even know probably one or two yeah I can't even remember what's into in all honesty
0: yeah I can't remember I remember what's in I yeah what is in two here so, oh, remember it opens with the arc where Cad Bane decides to break, goes breaks into the Jedi Temple archives. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's that arc where he's stealing a holocron. Yeah.
1: And then,
0: let's see, we got, what else do we have here? Which is the season where they're they're rescuing? I think it's Grand Grand Moff Tarkin. Remember they rescue him on that planet. I think that's three. That's three. I think so. It's either three or four. It's
1: one of the um. It's one of the middle seasons for like uh uh
0: Cartoon Network. Era. That was a good one. Oh no, dude! Season two has the the arc where Obi Wan goes to Mandalore and. First encounters it has that arc, oh my God, first encounters the death watch that's a lot earlier than I remember that, and that was that was also a good arc, yeah and and I mean the i m d b users agree with me it's it's eight averages an eight for the Mandalore plot, the first one, the first episode in the arc, and then an eight one for the second episode in the arc wait is um.
1: Are like the last is like the um second to last episode of the show is still like at the nine eight or something. Dude, there's two episodes that ended that have a nine nine. Is it still at that? I remember when they came out and everyone was like, Oh my god, this is earth shattering. Uh,
0: nine 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 eight nine 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 seven. So it goes. <laughs> obviously the ones with Oh so Trace a, and Rafa. This is a side note. I don't know if you saw but on I think it was something like siblings day today or something, national siblings day and star Wars post on their account, uh,
1: trace and Rafa. Yes. Oh God. And I
0: immediately went to the comment section and I was not disappointed. Oh yeah. I, I don't get
1: why they keep trying to hammer home trace and Rafa cause it's for those who don't know, <laughs> uh, in the last season of clone wars, which came out 2020, uh, there's an arc where Ahsoka meets up with these two smugglers named Trace and Rafa, their sisters,
0: the greatest smugglers in the galaxy. Clearly,
1: oh my God! It it is the most inf- one of the most infuriating arcs of the show.
0: It's it, forget the content in those episodes, but it makes. It, it totally kills the whole momentum of the season. Of the season. Fortunately, it recovers because the last... The last, tw- the last four are amazing. Are amazing. But still, I mean, it, it, it still kills the momentum somewhat. It destroys, because
1: because the first arc is great. The last arc yes, is phenomenal. Yes, because we
0: get, we get introduced to the Bad Batch. Yeah.
1: That's a fun arc. Uh, then we get this middle arc where there's one episode where literally nothing happens. It starts where it ends and nothing is accomplished. It, it it feels like it's it's they could have written it in a way that makes made like made sense and like was actually logical, but they're like no,
0: we're gonna put all our writing power into these two other arcs. It it, it just feel it literally feels shoehorned in there because it's like yeah, w- why there's yeah. no point. It feels like this should have been in a past season where you're just doing yeah. individual arcs that. Which still would have been a bad arc, but like that leads up to to not this at least. Yeah. The end of the entire
1: show. Yeah. I, it's weird that they picked that one and not one that like people really wanted. Like, and I know there's like a Boba Fett one that everyone really wanted. Wow. And like there's a few of those like that where it's like they pitched this idea and everyone adores the idea of it. Why didn't they pick one of those? We, they know we like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like there was one where it's like it's like Boba Fett becoming Boba Fett. Like oh wow. And it was like I think there's like some like unreleased like early footage of it where it's like like the really really low polygon like renders of it. And it it, it looks like it would, it would have been pretty cool. It's an, it would have been great. But they chose Chase and Rava over Boba Fett. And I was like how could you do this?
0: <laughs> yeah, so basically for those that are wondering, this is how the episode ratings go. So this is from the first episode in season seven to the last 9.9, I would I would have expected those Trace and Roth episodes to be later or like or lower. I oh, least. even
1: lower than that. Yeah, I thought originally they were like way low, like in the fives. Either they got better with time or they weren't as bad as I remember.
0: Also, the, the last four, which is 9.7, 9.9, 9.8, 9.9, their reputation is, is – the, their rating is even more deserved because I'm looking at you – know, it tells you how many people rated the episodes. Mm-hmm. The middle ones, around three – almost three to 4,000 people rated those episodes – the last four, there were 13,000 people <laughs> on average that rated those last four. Three times as much?
1: Yeah. That's awesome.
0: But it shows you that the fact that they remained at a 9-9 with that many people, Yeah, it's it just isn't a testament to how good those... How great those episodes are. How great those episodes are. Oh now, I God. will say Rebels, I like more, like from a favorite perspective. Like, oh, yeah. That's my favorite animated Star, Star Wars, Wars show. show that I've watched. Yeah. But The Clone Wars is superior. It's all, it's great. Yeah. What is... so? No, I'm interested. Rebels. What's Rebels' highest episode? Let's see. I
1: don't even know. I remember when I watched the end, like the finale of Clone Wars, I stayed up till like two in the morning to watch it, and I was... My mind was blown. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And I was just like, this is... This is it. Yeah. I would do that more, but also school exists, and...
0: No, school doesn't exist. Just, we're just, not
1: in quarantine anymore.
0: Just go full severance, man. Just just disconnect your brain from school and watching stuff, and you'll and you'll you'll never know that you went to school in the first place. Mm. It'll be okay.
1: And I never know. I learned about uh, speaking Japanese. <laughs> yes, are you taking? I'm taking Japanese. Really, I have to take one language.
0: Oh, for business. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. Actually, I wasn't. I my advisor didn't tell me I had to take two years of a language because. why would they um so i essentially was just like i went to the head of the department and i was like they told me two years too late that i have to take a language (laughs) and he's like oh cool you can be my test guinea pig for my new outline where i only have to take one semester oh okay that's like thank
0: you (laughs) yeah that, that helps that helps so much more actually rebels does have some really highly rated episodes Really? well I shouldn't say actually because there are some good ones but well, I didn't know one I didn't know one was rated this high the Twilight of the apprentice part two has a 9.8 god damn and that has how many people rated that
1: one that i that is one the one that everyone adores from that show oh five
0: and a half thousand people rated that one okay i I do think that it that is we maybe even on the podcast or in some conversation Dj and I talked about our favorite just Star Wars animated episodes. Oh yeah, that's and easily the one Twilight of, them. of Apprentice Part One and Part Two is easily a that's top awesome. five for me. Yeah, that's great. It is really great. It's it's great because it has a lot of spectacle to it, but it actually has emotion and mm-hmm. backstory to it that is finished off in a way, or is adds the emotion that you wouldn't have necessarily saw coming even five episodes before because. That is also relatively around the same time where Ahsoka gets introduced, just in general to the Rebels. Yeah, show
1: she, she gets introduced. I think at the end of season one, right, and that's
0: the end of season two. Yeah, she,
1: yeah, she's only in like t- t- maybe seven episodes or something. She's not in
0: much. Yeah, but just the way that that all culminates, plus the spectacle is it is it's awesome. It's awesome, and just some, just some great great individual Star Wars shots too in that whole mm-hmm. that whole sequence, especially at the end. That whole, the, that whole part, part one, part two, especially at the end. All right, TJ. Yes. What do I want to ask you? You made it sound like you had questions lined up. I did have questions lined up, but now all of a sudden I forgot them. Oh no. Which is a shame. This is why I need to write stuff down. Sometimes I remember everything and sometimes I remember nothing. There's no in between. It just Still does there. not exist. Okay. Okay. Let's stick with Star Wars, TJ. Give me your top three Star Wars characters. Characters, ooh. Um.
1: Okay, I, I'll start with my two that I just know. You know for sure, yeah. Um, Yoda. Okay, I've always loved Yoda. I mean, he he he's the little green man. Um, that that.
0: Uh, um that likes ketamine
1: yes um yeah he he's a ketamine addict
0: (laughs) robs ketamine factories yeah and watches disney channel at his home exactly that isn't on dagobah for some reason i don't know why who knows it's in
1: the middle of kansas who knew
0: (laughs) yeah it's in the middle of kansas that's right
1: yeah but uh yeah i've always loved yoda um i mean i just love his little design and um he's like i mean the wise old mentor guy it's i think i just love it
0: it's I, i i totally agree i love that pick because and i've said this i'm a huge fan of this and i've said this multiple times and i think you agree with me yoda in specifically the empire strikes back not a single line oh it's awesome is is wasted on that character i'm talking Perfection. Literally, every single word that comes out of that character's mouth, and the Empire Strikes Back, and and again, it went to the point where literally George Lucas was like, "Hey, can we get Frank Oz a Oscar nom?" Which I would have been down with. He he definitely deserved it. I mean, the way yeah he he literally is he is almost the unknown sort of Godfather to Yoda, considering people don't really. I mean, they talk about him but I feel like they don't talk about him enough considering he literally puppeteered and yeah. Yeah. voiced that character. He, he's the mind behind the, the mind behind mm-hmm. the character. And basically I would say, would you agree that's Yoda's best performance as empire strikes back? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for that to happen, shout out Frank Oz.
1: Yeah. I think there is a weird dissonance between prequel Yoda and original Yoda. Yeah. Uh, obviously original Yoda is better. Um, I love wisdom Yoda and not let's talk about war Yoda. Right. Uh, not saying that that Yoda's bad. There are some moments in Clone Wars that I love with Yoda. Like uh, that is one thing from season six I actually like is where he kind of goes off in his own little mm. spiritual guide like quest. I think that's a great arc. It's one of Z- my favorites of the show. Um, that being said, Yoda in the movies, like the prequel movies, is really weird because he's like, he just talks about war and how everything's just at war. And I'm just like, you don't seem like the <laughs> same character. Yeah. Um, and they
0: only, they, they only used a puppet for the first one, right? They went to CGI the last two movies, I believe. Oh, for, uh, the for prequels? the prequels. Yeah. Um, I think that's what happened. Cause
1: I, let me look. Cause I think, I think so. Yeah, he looks he looks pretty CGI-esque in uh, attack, I think.
0: I remember I remember he definitely is a puppet in Phantom. I remember several mm-hmm. scenes where I was Yeah, that he's a puppet. Yeah, that seems right. Let me see. Yeah, I think um I'm hoping Frank Oz is Oh, well, but Frank Oz voiced him. So he's going to show up anyway in the other two, but Yeah, he, I think he voiced for all of them. Yeah. So um, I, I I'll I'll yeah. look it up, I guess.
1: Uh my number 2 is Lando Calrissian. Um, he's not in the movies for that much. I, I I I kind of always forget, but I think in the time he is on screen, I think he's absolutely charming.
0: One of the more, I would say, one of the most interesting characters, just in general, yeah. in Star Wars.
1: Yeah, I think whether it's Billy D. Williams in uh, Empire or Return of the Jedi, or it's Donald Glover and Solo, I think they're always charming. They have amazing outfits. He's just funny, and he like he know, he's always a presence on screen. That's always super fun to watch. Um, I don't love his like his little roles in the movie where it's either blowing up the second Death Star or um being kind of like the weird like uh like traitor esque, but also not a traitor character. And mm-hmm. it, it, he's just fun. I love him. um
0: Great. Great clothing choices too.
1: Yes, I, I mentioned that costumes, absolutely amazing.
0: My man knows how to dress. Yeah, I love his blue costume from, uh, uh Empire Strikes Back. Truly, really, oh. one of my all timers. And I'm curious, since you 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 have him in your top three, where you rank? Just kind of a lot of his his costumes in the show. I think my favorite's got to be the one in Solo, the yellow. The old one's pretty good, yeah. Is that is that your favorite or do you think Empire's still Empire's still my
1: favorite, but okay. I think that's a close second. Yeah. And yes, I know that his costume gets goofy in um Return of the Jedi and that his badge changes every shot for like a whole scene. Does it really? Have you not seen that? No. There's yeah, so it's a very famous thing from Return of the Jedi is um there's a scene where Lando and Han are talking <laughs> and like three or four shots like in a row the badge keeps changing (laughs) okay um like i i think it has like three blue dots and then it will have like three like five red dots and i'll go back to the blue then like you can tell that it's different shots and they shot on different days but it's it it, i mean it's still a cool costume regardless (laughs) um yeah last character
0: hmm you know you want to choose Babu Frick. Frick. Was it Frick? Freak? Oh God, Babu Frick. Babu Frick.
1: That's right. That's who you want to choose. I think I'm down to two.
0: Wait, you mean all your characters in my mind? Yeah, yeah.
1: I'll just say both. Okay, uh, Ahsoka and Darth Maul.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah i I love both of these characters. I think Ahsoka uh I think is one I think I think is one of the best uses of character arcs I've seen in a show just regardless. Um Agreed. from being like the peppy kind of side character to being like a truly amazing like main character at the end. And then like her additions in like Rebels and uh The Mandalorian. I almost said who won Kenobi and I was like, she's not in that show. <laughs>
0: She's getting her own show though. Her <laughs> own live action her own
1: show, yeah. And hopefully Lando gets his own show. Who knows what's happening with that show at this point?
0: You know? <sighs> yeah, it was very. Kathleen Kenny was very vague, where she's like, "Yeah, so we've talked to him, and we're both both sides are down to do it." Yeah, and then that's yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was kind of like the blade of
1: Star Wars, where it was like, "It's happening." Do we know what it is? No. Yeah. It's is it a movie? Is it a show? Is it actually happening?
0: Sure, <laughs> it would be. It could definitely follow in the same vein as Andor as being different and one of the best shows just on Disney Plus. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. Well, ex- we don't know that for Andor yet, but it's it's looking that way. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. Yeah, but, they didn't actually use the volume, so can we get an applause for that, please? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, nothing wrong with the volume, but I'm kind of sick of it.
1: At least it looks better than. Episode three of Obi Wan.
0: Fair, fair point. Fair point. (laughs) At least they can make it look, the show look good. Yeah. Okay. I don't mean to take away from your question here, TJ, but I'll just, I'll just say this real quickly. There are parts when the volume looks fantastic, Mm -hmm. and then there are times where they overuse it and it starts to not look great. Yeah. I don't, I think it's fine. I, I I think
1: it, when it's better than going out into a field, but, um,
0: what? Yes, yes, that's true. Yeah. But but I would yeah. choose and the way they did where they did the actually on location shooting than the volume. Yeah. I, I I think a
1: mix of both is efficient because I think I think they did it right with like the Batman where it's like they used yeah they used it for some scenes and it uh, you couldn't tell a difference. Yeah, it it you,
0: it it has its place. And, and like how they did with um, Mando too, like you could never really tell that whether yeah. they were doing the volume. It looks pretty co- like consistently good, like nice throughout. That's one thing that I'm trying to figure out how how it looks so good in the Mandalorian, but then there's moments in Obi Wan where they use the volume and it doesn't look as good. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about, though?
1: Yeah the the volume. I, I don't get it. I think it was just the production value of Obi Wan felt a lot different than like, yeah. Mando. Mando felt like a lot more polished, where Obi Wan was like they didn't know how to like like color the lightsabers correctly, so that like. It like destroyed everyone's faces with color and like it
0: looked like they were fighting sometimes in like a rock mine or something where they it was bizarre. Yeah. I yeah. Um But anyway, back yeah. to your thing, TJ. Yes, uh Ahsoka and Maul.
1: Um yes, I think Ahsoka is fantastic. Um and I love that she is kinda of like the true underlying like main character of like Clone Wars. Love seeing her grow through it. Um great action sequences. I mean, the list goes on. She's fantastic. Um, that being said, on the other side of the coin, (laughs) Maul, Darth Maul is fantastic. I love Darth Maul. Also has a great arc. Yes. I like that. He is kind of like the silent, like almost like like side bond villain, kind of thing, uh, for like the Phantom Menace. And then like, he becomes like an actual character in, um, like the last half of clone wars and like rebels and stuff. It's so cool. Uh, whether it's like he's trying to lead gangs or uh, just hunting down Obi Wan Kenobi, like he's he's menacing and he's just like bizarre.
0: I mean, he has spider legs at one point, pretty much. And it's... his introduction, where we, we first get reintroduced to him in the so... Clone Wars, is so freaky and so good. It's so good. Yeah, like the the, the first like half of season
1: five, where he's just like. Him and uh, Savage are just like they're they're going after Obi Wan, and then they're they're going after Mandalore. It's so cool. Like, it,
0: the the arc where they take out all of the syndicates is a top three arc for me. Oh, it's uh, yeah, I guess I'd probably say probably same. Yeah. Uh, I remember. I think the season five premiere is
1: the one where um Obi Wan and someone else like two v two Savage and Darth Maul then it ends with Obi-Wan with two lightsabers like fighting both of them and it's so cool and i watched that and i was like my mouth was on the floor and i was just like this is amazing this this is like this is top tier star wars in my opinion mhm um i'm trying to find those episodes hey i think the first one is uh the one i was just talking about was like it's called like reveal it's like the first episode i think a 5 a 5 yeah, you're right. Revival, yeah. yeah. Revival, that's what it is. I was going to say, it's something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, great episode. 8.8 8. 8 yeah. on IMDb. Great action. Not much in the terms of story. It's mostly just Darth Maul wants to kill Obi Wan. Whatever. But
0: uh, as a set piece, goddamn, it looks amazing. Also, this is a random shout out, but shout out Gunji. I just saw him on one of the thumbnails for Gungi. one of the episodes, but he's coming back in Bad Batch, so. Yeah. Oh, Gunji survived Order 66, and that. If I do say so myself, deserves another applause. Yes. I mean, if anyone can survive the Order sixty six, they're basically a legend already. So anyway, that was yeah random, but Gun Gunji, quick Gunji shout out. Go Gunji. <laughs> um, yeah, I.
1: And then, oh God, what's the guy who does um Darth Maul's voice in Clone Wars and Rebels? Oh yeah, that guy's a legend. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah the 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 lengths that man will go to to destroy his vocal cords to play Darth Maul is fantastic. I love it. Truly, yeah, truly.
0: Um, you know, and he enjoys it too. TJ, my question here is bringing up so many things for me as well as I'm going because I've been going through these episodes, just trying to find the ones that we've been talking about. Yeah, one that I no way deserves a six point one, and I actually found really unique and enjoyable, and dare I say, flat out good is. The arc with the droids.
1: I enjoy that one.
0: Uh, especially the episode of Sunny Day in the Void, which is has some great cinematography of yeah. grand-scale animated cinematography of the droids just walking in a wasteland of just desert and desert and desert. I Now, maybe I'm higher on those episodes because I just remember those shots. Maybe I need to actually watch them. But nonetheless... They're enjoyable. They're enjoyable. I don't know if they necessarily deserve a 6.1. No.
1: I, um... Wait, is the youngling arc in the same season? It's literally
0: the one right before it. Oh, wait. Okay. No. uh, No, no, it's not. Gunji's just in that one. I got to find it. Are you talking about the one where they go for their kyber crystals? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I, I, I'd i say those ones are pretty equal in my mind. Where it's like, they're both, they're
1: enjoyable. But I, don't, I definitely don't think they're the best of the season. Yeah, yeah. I see a
0: big She-Hulk ad, and that's all I see. <laughs> that's right. I forgot. You can stalk me. A little bit. You can stalk my... My, uh, computer, my web surfing. Yeah, I think. Where is it? I, I think season is five. It four, maybe? Yeah,
1: that one might be in four. I just remember five ends with, um, the one with, uh, Ahsoka and the Jedi Temple. Cause I think, and I think the one before that is, uh, Maul taking over Mandalore. Oh my gosh. Which, that one ends with the, another cool lightsaber fight with Darth Sidious,
0: which is awesome anything mandalore related in the clone wars always hit it's it goes always so hard it's fantastic and those ones too some of them not all of them kind of get into the politics of mandalore and and stuff like that and there's a few other episodes too that get into the politics of in coruscant those are just those are great and i'm hoping we see more of that with um who's the red hair lady in a new hope, rogue one, or oh, not new. Um, Ho- not a new hope, Mon you know Mothma. I hope we get into more of the political state of I think that's st- name. Star Wars with Andor because we kind of got teased that. You saw the trailer, right, DJ where she's kind of Yeah. in yeah. Corson and or talking about all this stuff. I hope we we get the same treatment, but
1: yeah, I um
0: yeah, Mon Mothma's her character. Um that's what all, uh, a, an even bigger side note, but I wanted to shut that out. Yeah. I don't remember where I was going. Uh, you're, you're, you're you're vibing with what I'm saying though, TJ, about yes. getting more in depth with the whole like oh, yeah. politics and politics, everything. Yeah. Uh,
1: that was just one thing that Clone Wars actually did right, in my opinion. Yeah. Was it made Star Wars politics interesting and not like the prequels because <laughs> prequels politics is boring as shit. <laughs> it's literally just surface value stuff. It's really basic, and they just throw terms at you, and they're just like, remember trade agreements? And you're just like, what? I want to watch men fight with a laser sword.
0: Newt New gun race superiority, please. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that violence? No. Why not? Did I hurt your ears? No. Oh, it just a little surprising is all? Yeah. Just slightly surprising? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. My passion for new nu- for new gun ray supremacy is it's strong. No, I'm just kidding. It's not really. But yeah. Also, shout out. Speaking of Nuke gun Ray, keep doing all these shout outs. Shout out the opening to Phantom Menace kind of bomb. Oh, yeah. Where they go into the federal ships. Yeah. And
1: also, what time do we have
0: to be done with this?
1: In six minutes. Six minutes. Okay, cool.
0: You want to ask me one more question, TJ? One more question. So we can, so both, so our questions can be balanced, like all things should be. Thank you, Thanos. You're
1: welcome, Mr. Brolin.
0: So, when Marvel <laughs> asked you, "Hey, do you want to play a seven hundred or a nine foot, seven hundred pound purple man?" What did you say?
1: Oh, um, other than Battlefield Earth. What is the worst movie you've ever seen?
0: Okay. I thought this was going to be hard. Oh, Star Wars Holiday Special. Okay. I think so because the ones that immediately come to mind, first of all, even then it's like Battlefield Earth, Star Wars Holiday Special. I think what comes to mind immediately is Holiday Special Catwoman, the Halle Berry Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's pretty bad. Uh,. No, that's what, that's what comes to mind. I, I would say... <laughs> no, I would actually... I would say Catwoman because the Star Wars Holiday Special actually does, oddly enough, have redeeming qualities. Like, I actually think the Boba Fett cartoon bit is actually genuinely awesome. interesting. Yeah. And enjoyable. So I take that back. So it'd probably be Catwoman. Catwoman's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, have you... Okay, TJ, I'm throwing this back at you. Obviously, we can both talk about it. Have you, have you ever seen just a movie as bad as as bad as battlefield earth because even the movies like catwoman i still think have an edge uh, like a decent significant edge on battlefield earth i think battlefield earth is just atrocious i don't know if you can describe how bad that movie is compared to because even catwoman it's like there's moments where it's like okay like it doesn't it doesn't my emotions are not it's just yeah, oh my gosh. I don't even I can't even speak English thinking about that movie. It's just um. the feelings that I have when watching when I watch Battlefield Earth are not the same feelings that I had watching Catwoman. Catwoman is terrible. It is terrible. But there is just something about the same cut over and over and same camera angle over and over and over again in Battlefield Earth that just makes me wanna cut this table in half with my arm if I could but I can't because I'm weak
1: nice I'd say for me I'm, I'm looking at like really bad movies for me i say top three worst movies Battlefield Earth uh, I'd say a safe second worst the last Avatar or the last Airbender movie okay that movie's awful
0: I've seen it once as a kid and I actually liked it but that was probably because I was a kid you got to rewatch it dude it's it's bad yeah like it's bad bad is the cgi bad oh it looks awful
1: oh really everything about it looks disgusting okay actually that that's not exactly true there are there is occasionally one effect that doesn't look not
0: that bad okay the sets all brown i still can't get how m night i can i still can't get how m night Shyamalan. chama man sh- whatever shalamalama Made this movie. Made that movie. The dude that made Signs and Unbreakable and Split and Glass, which I do quite enjoy compared to, uh, which, which I do actually quite enjoy, even though a lot of people don't. Yeah, I like Glass. Yeah, I think it's better than people give it credit for. But yeah, the guy that made those movies. Yeah, made the last Airbender movie. One of the worst movies of all time.
1: How? Um, the acting is abysmal. Um it it it's just like it it's I'd say it's pretty bad in like the feeling of like Battlefield Earth where it's just like you're watching it and you're like this can't have more than like 30 minutes and it's like it has like another hour and you're just like god damn it um partially because it tries to cover one whole season's worth of stuff in an hour and 45 minutes and they can't even say ang right they say ong <laughs> They can't see like half the things from the movie or from like the show, right? It's pr- it's real. Like, it- watch the show again, like if you want to like get a true yeah. viewing of the uh, last Avatar movie, watch the last Avatar show. Like, just take it in how great that show is. Then watch the movie. You'll want to blow your brains out. It's 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 really bad. If I th- if I think if I watched the. Uh, I, if i hadn't watched the show and i just watched the movie probably wouldn't think it's that bad but i think as a fan of avatar like a like a new fan of that show i it's one of those things where it's like you watch watching and you're just like jesus um i watched it with emerson and he 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 was ready to jump out the window
0: uh, on that terrible depressing destroying emotionally compromising oh and i know the i know the the other top 3 worst movie Zoolander okay. two. Okay, I can't that doesn't destroy me because I haven't seen it, but it probably will if I watch it. It's really bad.
1: Like really bad.
0: I'm gonna go try and erase my memory, maybe do some cells interlinked action, and I'll get we'll catch you on the next episode of the Manic Movie Misfits Podcast. TJ, is there anything else you wanna tell the Lovely viewers across no, I'm the good. world? Okay, I'm gonna go collapse. You do that. Peace. I'll be here. <laughs> I guess.